Good evening, once again. The sun is slipping beneath the sea here, on the southern tip of Ireland. We've been blessed with cloudless nights lately, and the moon is large and yellow in the sky. Of course, there are many moons we've all heard of. A harvest moon, a blood moon, a blue moon, and so on. And tonight's story is one I wrote many moons ago. It follows the sleepy thoughts of a little girl as she thinks of the moon outside her window and drifts off beneath her blankets. Circles of the Moon by M.J. McGrath It was the rustling of branches from outside her window that awoke Sarah from a dreamless sleep. The old spruce tree had lived through many storms and stood like a sentinel in the front garden, its heavy limbs swaying under the blanket of air being tossed upon it from the wild churnings of the Atlantic. Sliding her stuffed turtle tightly beneath her chin, the little girl pictured the waves rushing in great towers towards the shore before crashing down in swirling froth upon the rocks. The sea would gobble mounds of earth back with it to the water, and old Ireland would be a much smaller place tomorrow, she supposed, before wondering how close her own house had now gotten to the shoreline. She would need to investigate. Slipping from the warmth of her bed and placing each foot into a woolen slipper, Sarah quietly tiptoed towards the window, keeping Turtle's furry face close to her cheek for protection. The window was high on the wall, but peeking over its ledge, the girl could just make out the sweeping spectacle which was developing before her eyes. An electricity pole leaned sideways on the street, allowing its loose wires to flap sporadically against the door of a car. Though Sarah could see the raging white foam spiralling upwards from the promenade, the ocean remained at least a half a mile away, so it seemed unlikely the house would be swallowed up by the waves for today, at least. As she began to thank God for intervening in this matter, Sarah heard the sound of footsteps on the wooden floorboards of the corridor and rushed back beneath her bed covers. The sun was still sleeping beneath the blanket of the sea, and she knew it was far too early for little girls to be out of their beds. Bringing Turtle back under her chin, she closed her eyes and slowed her breathing to the rhythm of a peaceful dream. The footsteps continued along the floorboards, growing louder on each step, before falling silent on the mat outside her door. Gently, the brass handle creaked as it twisted, and a bright shard of light from the corridor snaked along the carpet and up the purple wall of her bedroom. The silence hung momentarily until her father's voice came softly from the open doorway. Sarah, love, I know you're awake. The girl stretched her arms in a wide arc beneath the blankets. I'm not awake, Daddy. I was fast asleep, and so was Turtle. 
Come on now, Sarah. It's not okay to lie, and you know better than that. I know. I'm sorry. But it was just that the noise from the wind was so loud, I thought the roof would fly off, and then the bed would go whooshing out, and then the waves would swallow the whole house up. Her father exhaled and stepped into the room. Sitting himself upon the bed, so that his warm body nestled into the small of Sarah's back. As he settled on the mattress, a faint scent of fresh aftershave rolled from beneath his dressing gown and tumbled up the bed covers to the little girl's nostrils. It was a pleasant smell, which he had come to consistently associate with his presence. And for the first time since she had opened her eyes, Sarah felt safe in the warmth of her sheets. You know, her father began. This house was built by your grandfather nearly 50 years ago. He laid all the blocks and nailed the timber boards that hold up the roof above our heads. Sarah opened one eye behind Turtle's furry face. And there's been many circles of the moon since then. Yes, there has, her father replied. And when he built a house by the sea, he made sure it could stand up to all the water and waves this world could throw its way. Grandad built lots of things, didn't he, Daddy? He did. And nothing could be more important to him than a home to protect his own little family. He worked on the house every evening for a year when he was a young man. And he fastened the materials tightly together because he knew the house would need to be strong enough to protect us all. Your Uncle James was already running about his feet, and I was in your grandmother's belly, waiting to see what the world would be like for myself. Granny has a soft belly. It must have been lovely and warm in there, Sarah whispered into her pillow. Indeed it was, and Grandad wanted to make sure my new home would be just as cosy as the first one. And so he wrapped all the pieces of the house together like the blackbird builds his nest outside your window. And just like the blackbirds get the twigs and leaves for their homes from faraway places, your granddad went all over the country to bring back the strongest items he could find. As she listened to the soft tones of her father's voice drifting over the covers of her bedclothes, Sarah could see her grandfather's white fan trundling up the stony passageway towards his new house on the hill. He had the finest materials in the back, and he'd been careful to buy them from only the most decent men and women in all of Ireland. Grandad's face was happy, and his white beard shone with light from the newness of the world. There were no other buildings around the seafront, and the unfinished house glistened above the wide crescent of the bay. His skin was hard and his hands were strong. They could build houses and protect the family. Yes, she trusted Grandad. When he built something, it was certain to last every rising of the tide and all the circles of the moon. With each lunar revolution, his voice danced with that of her father's, weaving and trickling through pebbles on the sandy beaches below. It gurgled in bubbles and floated over dark coves 
and dusty sand dunes until it reached the clifftop and the new home once more. The old blackbird was building his own house and he smiled dreamily with her grandfather as both bird and man sat on the smooth rocks, gazing out over the wonders of the twinkling waves. Content in pleasant company, they slurped mugs of sugary tea and told their tales while the yellow sun tilted his straw hat and shone his smile on the sea. Thank you.